0: hey guys i just wanted to take a moment before the podcast episode started to just say thank you Thank you, thank you. Thank you to all the new subscribers I have to my podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you to all of the people that are listening in and tuning in every week to hear what I have to say. And just thank you for all the shares and support on all the social media platforms that you guys have shown me. It means so much. And I just promise you that the show will only get better. It will only go higher and Let's just tune the fuck into the next fucking episode. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, everyone. It is I, Midori's Days, and you are currently tuned into watching Midori's World, the place where I share story times but also talk about stuff that's going on in the world. Now, let's get this shit show started. It was a regular, schmegler Saturday afternoon, guys, and I was doing my usual super target run before hanging out with my soon-to-be ex-boyfriend. My Target run usually includes edamame, so I feel cultured because there's something about like them that just makes me feel like like the shit, like I'm bad and bougie, insert Migos, you know? Um, I also get chips and dips, so I have something to eat while we binge watch Stranger Things. But also, I always get their store brand name Target sugar cookies. Like it can be. 10 p.m. on a Wednesday night with only $5 to my name and my black ass will be on that checkout line acting like I can live on $1 till Friday because these sugar cookies matter to me just as much as Mike Tyson's pigeons did to him and just as much as future the rapper valued raw sex with fertile woman it was something about it that just felt like crack in cookie form And you know what? I kid you not, they were crack to me, and they still are, guys. I fucking love those cookies. I digress. As I'm in Target's pastry section, I hear a voice behind me say,
1: Excuse me, miss, but can you help me with something?
0: Sure, I said. And by the time I looked up to put a face to the voice, It was already late for me, guys. Like, the hustler had found his target and his target was gonna be me. A 24 year old black girl with a long baby blue trench coat and black glasses whose only goal was to eat sugar cookies with her soon to be ex-boyfriend and have a good time while the good times lasted. Yet some fucking how in a fucking super target filled with over 300 people I was getting hustled in the food department that was right next to the vegetable section that was having a deal on broccoli. Shit.
1: My name's Twizzler, I'm 21, just trying to get my come up in the rap industry. I saw your face from afar and I felt a vibe within you.
0: Now, I couldn't help but think, Why would he think that his come up would be in a super target? And I don't know, not maybe Soho, where you can find J. Cole biking somewhere with his dreadlocks hanging in the fucking wind, but I charge hourly for my managerial and life coaching advice. So clearly, if he's in a super target, he can't afford it. I digress. He continues to talk by saying,
1: I wanted to know if you wanted to support me by buying my t-shirt. It's only going to be $20.
0: I tell him that I really can't afford that right now. And would you believe this nigga said,
1: It's cool. I'm selling fidget spinners with my logo on them for $10.
0: Now it was at this point that I was thinking, Nigga! I just told you, light-skinned ass, I don't got the fucking coin. So what makes you think that I'm going to buy a motherfucking fidget spinner in fucking Super Target in the cookie section, do I look 15 or fucking dumb to you? However, what I said to him was it still would be breaking my bank. He then says,
1: Here's my business card. It has all my social media handles on them, so please support and follow me.
0: I said, sure, and take the business card and begin to walk away. Then I hear. Wait. I turn around, confused at Twizzler, and ask him what's wrong. Would you believe that this nigga says.
1: That would be $5.
0: $5? I said confused, what's for $5?
1: For the business card, it's $5.
0: Never in my life did I think that I would have this conversation in a super target, in the sugar cookie section, but somehow here I was having it. I then said to Twizzler, but you gave me this business card. Twizzler says,
1: yes, and it's $5.
0: Well, I don't have $5.
1: Then I need the business card back.
0: I have never felt so offended. To make matters worse, the business card wasn't even on thick sock paper. It was on fucking cheap ass 20 cents a minute staples paper. That it wasn't even fucking legit. So I handed him back the business card, and I stand there in disbelief as Twistler then casually walks up to an old man looking at fresh spinach in the spinach produce section. Like, how did I get here? What did I learn? And somehow, while I was thinking these thoughts, I ended up in the ice cream section. Reflecting on my life choices, and why the fuck I'm even contemplating buying Ben and Jerry's on a ten dollar budget this week. That's when I see Twizzlers speed walk past me and dip into the wine section aisle, which wouldn't have been that weird because. You gotta be some type of weird to be just like trying to sell your shit in a super target. But it wasn't weird to me because then I saw five target security guards a couple minutes later darting in that same direction looking for him. I know this because one of the security guards asked me if I had seen a light-skinned male in his 20s in the ice cream department. But you know guys, I'm no snitch so I said no because you know what even though this guy tried to hustle me you know I support the drive so I'm like you know I don't know where the fucking guy is but that's fucking crazy and the security guard goes on his way and just like that an hour had passed and I was telling my boyfriend about what happened to me Apparently Twizzler was well known in My Super Target and heavily tries to sell his albums there. He was also very fast at running away from security who was frequently trying to take him in and detain him while the cops were on their way for him soliciting in Target. Who would have fucking thought? And you know what's crazy, out of all the fucking times that this motherfucker probably had to run into the kids section, to the gaming section, he never thought, you know, maybe Kanye's in Soho, maybe Jaden Smith's in Soho, maybe J. Cole's in Soho, maybe someone's in Soho that wants to buy my album, and not this fucking super target, but hey. Like I said, I'm not his manager, but clearly whoever is his manager ain't doing a fucking good job. I digress. Just like that, after my boyfriend told me that all my questions have been answered, or at least the main ones. Yet while this story was coming to a close, I couldn't help but think of a company that had done the same thing to me that Twizzler had done to me today in my Super Target run. And that company was Primerica. What's Primerica, Midori? Well, I'll tell you what Primerica is. Primerica is Satan. But if you want me to put it into business terms, Primerica is an MLM, which is an acronym that stands for multi-level marketing. Some famous multi-level marketing companies are Amway, Mary Kay, Herbalife, to name a few, Multi-level marketing, also known as a pyramid scheme, is a company that thrives on using non-salaried force workers to sell their product on commission-based only and recruiting their family, friends, or random fucking strangers on the street to join them to get company bonuses enticing people to join by saying that they can choose their own hours to work, make millions in their own business, and more importantly, be their own boss. And while I think about this, you could sort of say that Uber is an MLM, but hey, that's just a prediction for the future, guys. I digress. Being your own boss is something that everyone dreams of being however not everyone has the idea to start a company which makes primerica seem amazing because everyone's winning you get to be your own boss you're a millionaire and more importantly you get to set your own hours so you can spend time with your loved ones do what you love you know you're just living your best life and everyone like i said is winning everyone but it's workforce, meaning everyone but you. Because not only do you have to buy the product from these companies that are not paying you an hourly rate or giving you health insurance, but you also have to pay monthly maintenance fees to even be a part of some of these companies that can range in the high hundreds, making many workers have to go to the bank and take out mortgages on their homes to buy a lot of wholesale goods from the company so that they can sell it to their clients that they have yet to fucking obtain and the company has yet to fucking help them get leaving many of its workers in the red, but also unemployed because these companies also push its workers to quit their part-time or full-time job to become a full-time commission-only basis employee. And while this is happening, the MLM companies itself make a profit of $36 billion a year from its workforce, buying their unsellable products and only 1%, only 1% in that company that actually is of work source make millions a year. That means that out of a company that may have about, A hundred thousand people, only about a thousand guys, if that, are actually seeing a profit. And then you have to ask yourself, are you going to be that person? Probably Probably not. So now you must be asking why I would ever allow myself to be a part of this dumb shit. However, the thing is, I fucking wouldn't. Not when my friend tried to recruit me into world ventures. Click. Not when my friend was trying to sell me vitamins that their venture told me that would give me more energy. Click. I even said no when my best friend tried to recruit me to Primerica. Click. Every time. It was a fucking hard pass. However, just like Twizzler. Primerica had its sights on me, and it wasn't going to let me go without a fight. It was the summer of 2017, and I had been working full-time at a job that was like a retail store, but I had came to the conclusion that I needed more money, especially if my salon bill for my dreadlocks was running me $200 every other month and I only made $400 every two weeks, but my bills were racking up to be $800 a month. If you do the match, bitch, I'm in the red already. If you breathe that shit in, I'm in the red already. I just didn't have the coin and nothing was adding up. So I had to get a second job to offset my expenses, which led me to Indeed.com. Now at the time, Indeed was like the Craigslist of job sites, like it might be a real 18-paying-an-hour up job, or you just might get sex traffic to never, never be seen again. again. You just really never knew at the time what you were getting yourself into when it came to Indeed. I digress, though. Two weeks had passed of me putting in resumes to different jobs on Indeed, and I had received a phone call that was something like this. <laughs> Is this Midori? Yes, this is she. Hi, I'm calling about a job opportunity that we think would be a perfect fit for you. The starting salary is $20 and you would be able to start as soon as possible. Now that sentence was a red flag. Some of those red flags are perfect fit. Because let's be honest, if a job paying $20 an hour and the company is doing well, baby, you're not a perfect fit. You're just a fit of the hour and not the lifetime, girl. Also, any job that wants you to start as soon as possible means that they are having a high turnover rate, which means that something at that job is making a ton of fucking people in this 20 an hour paying job leave which probably means that you aren't going to last long too until you quit for the same reason however getting back to the conversation i asked her what my role would be in the company but also what the name of the company was then there was a pause she then says i just need to know if you're gonna be interested to which i say I am, but what is the role and the company I shall be working for? She then says, The company's Primerica? You can can go go suck my dick, I said, and then I hanged up the phone and went on with my life. Because you can always suck my dick if you're trying to recruit me to Primerica. And that is where it brings me to the next phone call that came two weeks later. Or the phone call that I'll call the bait. Hi, is this Midori? Yes, this is she. Hi, my name's Aurora, calling from I saw that you applied to be a part of our community as a secretary, and I thought you'd be a great fit. Oh my gosh, thank you, I said. We just have to have you come in for an interview, Midori. Does Friday work? Yes, Friday sounds great, I said okay see you soon love make sure to have your resume click and just like that the hustler had found their target and their target was me it was a hot summer's day that Friday that I was in a three-piece suit made of polyester taking the bus from Queens (laughs) to (laughs) Brooklyn which is equivalent from going from New York City to Canada now I was always taught that if you're on time you're late and if you're early you're on time so I came 30 fucking minutes early just to give myself extra time in case something happened on the train, or on the two buses that I had to take to get to fucking Flushing, Queens. Which something did happen at the Dunkin' Donuts I was waiting for in Queens Flushing until 10 minutes before my appointment time, but that can be saved for another time. Now's the time to get this job. Now. The first red flag came to me. Now the first red flag for me was the location of the building that was in a type of back style alleyway type of place which made me pause and call the company to which they said they were located towards the back way of that alleyway upstairs. Now, as I walk up these stairs, guys, I see it. I see a a sign that reads Prime America. They got me, guys. They had gotten me fucking good. Right up the ass, to be real. But I wasn't going to let them waste any more of my time. Not today. Not on a Friday when I could be having mojitos with a friend. But as I was trying to walk down the steps, I was spotted by one of the workers who said, Excuse me, miss, are you here for the presentation? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking around. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out where I am. Well, let me take you inside. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm really good right now. I'm really good right here until I figure out where I am, like I said I was doing. Like, I'm just I'm just having a good time here, and I don't feel comfortable. Then the voice came. Why does that voice sound familiar? Midori, is that you? It's me, Aurora. OMG, how are you? I I guess guess I am am in the the right right place. place. Fuck my life. Aurora then takes me inside. And guys, I kid you fucking not, it looked like a three bedroom apartment that literally they just kicked the doors down from, so that way you could see all the fucking rooms. That's what that shit looked like. That shit looked like something that I would find and get out when he went down to the basement and he saw all the experiments they were doing. That's how that shit looked like. And believe me, I was trying to get the fuck out. And then Aurora says, Before you go to the interview, we just need you to watch a video that plays in this room. Nigga. Nigga. They were going to brainwash my ass today. Felt it in my bones. I was about to get got. And in this room, I kid you not. And I'm not trying to say that the MLMs prey on people of color in New York City. But what I'm saying is that I couldn't find a A Peter, Peter, Thomas, Thomas or Barbara in the room in which I was in, which made me motherfucking nervous. I was also in a room with mothers who had fucking babies, people that didn't speak English, but also people talking through voice boxes because they didn't have a throat. Shit Shit was was getting getting real real out of control, control, bitches. bitches. Real out of fucking control. Then... The presenter says that they're going to start the video in five minutes and ask people if they were ready for Primerica to to change change their their life. Nope. I wasn't because I knew better. And I only had five minutes to get the fuck out of there. So I texted my best friend to call me. No questions answered. It was a minute before the clip. And my phone goes off, and the presenter glaring at me. I pick up the phone and yell, "Oh my God! God. What? what? Oh my God, God. I, gotta I gotta go! go. I, gotta I gotta go! I gotta go!" Nigga, I tried to book the fuck out of there, and then, Aurora and her friend were blocking the door to my freedom, to which, I said that I had to get out because I had a fucking emergency and shoulder pushed this bitch and ran. And I ran like I never ran before. I ran like I owed 50 cent money and he was about to put me on blast on Instagram. That's how fast a bitch ran. And while I was recounting this Primerica story, as I sat down watching TV with my soon-to-be ex-boyfriend and self-reflected on what currently had happened that day with Twizzler in the supermarket, I had realized I had learned something. That if something doesn't seem right or someone uses the word vibe in perfect fit, run. Because somebody's about to waste your time and bitch we ain't living for too long so you just gotta get the fuck out there and that's the story of the rapper the black girl in target and prime america love you guys and can't wait to see you guys next week bye oh my gosh you came back for another episode it's because you love me right well if you want to see midori's world grow make sure to like share and follow my podcast as we grow this shit out like a mofo also we will take over the world bye